0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome, everyone, and good afternoon. So blessed to be with you today on Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'll be your host for this hour at Calvary Live. And, of course, Calvary Live is a program where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions. Uh, Maybe you got a question uh, that your Bible reading or a Bible teaching you heard has uh, come up with you and you want some clarity and understanding. Uh, Maybe you have a question about Christian living or uh, our worldview about certain things that are around us, lots going on in our culture, and we want to have the right way of thinking, the truthful way of thinking, the biblical way of thinking. And so we go to God's Word and get some clarity and understanding and it's so wonderful to be able to uh, look to the truth of God's Word. All of it is truth. It's all inspired by God. God breathed, uh, given to the page for us, that we can look and, and we can be blessed in every way. So give me a call. You're invited to call in. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. And so you can ask your questions or give prayer requests as we are able to just pray together and Be blessed in every way. And I know that some of you, you have prayer requests. And so 303-690-3000 is best to call at the beginning of the show. All lines are open right now. And as soon as the calls come in, we'll go right to the phone lines. But I also want to tell you there's another means, as most of you know, that are uh, listeners to Calvary Live, that there is a, a dedicated text line. Be careful when you are texting as always, I want to remind you of that. And that number is 720-336-0897. 720 And uh, you can text in those questions as time permits. Yesterday, uh, we were busy till right at the end of the show. And we had time to go over some of those tech questions so, and uh, some prayer requests. So uh, be sure to text in that question or prayer request. And as time permits, we will go to those. So 303 690 is the call-in uh, number for you to call and be on the air. We want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners. You are listening live today on this Tuesday. So uh, I hope and pray that their commute right now is a lot easier than it was yesterday. Uh, yesterday, uh, of course, at this time, it was snowing all across the listening area and icy and snowy. And uh hope you're safe. I hope you're blessed. And we want it to be a blessing to you in this next hour. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. want to welcome also all those on the East Coast. Uh, it was great to hear from a number of them yesterday, uh, from Tennessee and Maryland and and uh, other parts of the uh, East Coast that are listening on Hope FM and Truth FM. You too can call it 303-690-3000. And love for you to call in. You are a week delayed as you're listening on those Christian stations. And then the online listeners from all over the country, you can call anywhere in the United States that number that I just gave to you. Uh, Just recently, we've gotten calls from Washington and Southern California and Arizona and uh, just all over the nation. So give me a call 303 690 3000. We got a couple open lines, but let's go to Fort Lupton where Doug's on line one. Doug,
4: how are you today?
3: Good. How are you, Doug?
4: I'm doing wonderful.
3: Yeah. So, got a question for me?
4: I do. Uh, Proverbs verse uh, chapter twenty six, verses four and five. Mm-hmm. Um, that they, they seem to contradict each other. I had a question from a youth group student that was. Uh, asking about those two verses. One verse says, do not answer a fool, and the next verse says, answer a fool. Um, you know, is, isn't just, that great? Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've researched a whole lot of stuff, <laughs> 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 but it's it's good to get many, many points of view
3: when you're not well, quite in, clear, so... Yeah, and it's good that they're asking questions. Um, yeah. You know, that they are doing that, and we want to be able to answer them. So, and, you know, the proverb has a lot to say about... Um, you, you know, uh, the fool. Um, and y- how we react to a fool, how we we talk to a fool. So in chapter twenty six, I'm trying to kind of pull this up. Um, I'm going to read it for the sake of um, uh, Proverbs chapter twenty six. I need to get the Proverbs here. I'm in Isaiah. Um, that's not going to do it, is it? Um, Go left. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, I want to read it for the sake of our listeners here. But the, you know Proverbs talks a lot about the wise and then the fool. And, and yep. nothing, the thing to keep in, as you go through it is nothing positive that um, the Scripture says uh, in light of the fool. And so it says here that um, in chapter 26, verse 4, here we go. Do not answer, fool, according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. And so it's not a contradiction. It's just telling us, if you answer a fool according to his folly, if you get caught up in that. You know how some people get caught up in a lot of foolish talk. They get caught up in it. They get caught up in it. And what Proverbs is telling us is don't get caught up in that. Um, Don't get caught up in answering a, a fool because you'll end up, um, you know, um, you know, being one that you're going to get so caught up in it, you'll be like him, and then you answer full according to his folly, lest you be wise in his own eyes, you're going to be influenced by him. You're going to be pulled in by the conversation. Uh, I I think that any of us that, that witness to people, you know, even doing the show here, sometimes there are people that, that call they they um and it doesn't happen much but they they want to argue or as a pastor over the years somebody will come up to me and just want to argue about foolish things i'm just going to tell them very simply what the scripture says but i'm not going to get pulled into their conversation i'm not going to get pulled into their you know weird ideas or the weird interpretations and i think that's simply what is being said here in proverbs you know don't get caught up answering the fool according to his folly lest you be like him. In other words, you just keep engaging. um, And then if you answer full according to his folly, lest you be wise in his own eyes. Um, So both statements are saying don't get caught up in that. Um, Don't get caught up in wasting time with that. And that's the thing, um, is we can. Uh, You know, Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before swine. Uh, I kind of think of that. You know there there are some things conversations that we have you know when people have real genuine questions and they they want answers, we can spend time with them, but we also know that there are those who are just they're foolish things that they have to say, get you caught up in foolish, useless chatter, the Bible says, um, vain wranglings, all those other things, and we 're not to get caught up in and I think simply it's not a contradiction it's just telling us, listen. Don't do that, because if you get, keep getting pulled into it and pulled into it and pulled into it, then it's just endless, fruitless conversation that's going on, and, and that's right. what's, what's being told to us. So hopefully that helps. Yeah,
4: yeah absolutely. And I know, I know you get into conversations with folks that um, they're looking for that gotcha, that gotcha part in the Bible that they think they know so well to say, if this was wrong, the whole thing's wrong. Mm-hmm. and yeah. um yeah. i think that you know yeah. i think that's kind of where that question spawns you know the bible contradicts itself here so i'm not going to have to follow the rest of it
3: yeah you and know here's the th- here, people that say the bible contradicts itself they really have to struggle you know to find any mm-hmm. kind of contradictions and there's easy answers and you know um you know we read like verses 4 and 5 um really it isn't a contradiction it really is a it's uh, wisdom that is being given to us, and mm-hmm. you got to understand also that Proverbs involves poetic language as well, that, you know, hey, don't answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. You're going to have a negative effect. And if you yes. answer a fool, if you do, it, it's almost like if you do according to his folly, you're going to be wise in his own eyes. You're going to get caught up in him. So I don't think there's a contradiction yep. there whatsoever. Absolutely. Hey, good question, Doug. Thank you much. Appreciate it. God, God bless, bless you. Have a wonderful day. You too. All right. 303-690-3000. So good to be with you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. As I said, hopefully your commute is a lot better today. And I hope you're doing well. want to be a blessing to you. We got an open line. And uh, so grab one of those open lines at 303-690-3000. And let me give you that text number again. It's 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. We're going to go to my hometown, Greeley. Here, where Mary's online too.
5: Hi, Pastor Jeff. Hi, Hi Mary. I have You're a question. You know, I've I've wondered for quite a while.
3: Mm-hmm. If
5: I have a, had a miscarriage and you know I live my life right and I go to heaven, am I going to see that child in heaven?
3: I, I believe that you are. I, I believe that um, that. Life begins at conception. The Lord is the one that wonderfully has made us. He knows us, and when that miscarriage happens, you know David gives uh, in um, in Second Samuel when we read about when he lost his um, baby that was born. um, He, he, you know, would say that uh, I will go to him. I think that's the clearest. Uh, scripture that we see that um, babies that are born that end up dying after birth or even infants and babies um, that die are going to go to heaven but here's the thing that the Bible also teaches is that life doesn't just begin after that baby is born Um, life begins before um, as he fashions that child in the womb and we see that very clearly from the scriptures From Psalm 139, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame's not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they were all written, the day's fashioned for me. When as yet there was none of them, and so here I think it's saying that you know there was none of those days, but you knew me, and in your book they are all written the days fashioned for me, and so you're going to see that baby, that missed child, when you go to heaven, and I believe that's for everyone who's miscarried a a, a child.
5: That is a wonderful confirmation.
3: That's it, just it is.
5: amazing. It's yeah. great. I know our th- our God. Can do anything, yeah. and um, that's just another one of them. It's another miracle.
3: Yeah, it, it is, and that's why Psalm one thirty nine such an incredible, incredible psalm, is it speaks of the sanctity of life. And um, and and when I read that, it's so amazing how the Lord um, says those truths to us um, that um, that we you can be comforted, and all those who are comforted. And, and, you know, even Mary, those who are out there um, that are Christians who have had an abortion um, and they're forgiven and and they wrestle with it and they will see their child in heaven, that aborted child. Really? Yeah. And Yeah. And, you know, and there are, you know, some that I know that I've met and talked to, you know, the guilt and the... Um, heaviness of going through an abortion. Sometimes it was when they were young, they were scared. It was before they were Christian, and they agonized over that. And this is partly what I read to them. And um, and so uh, whether it's a miscarriage or whatever process, uh, those, uh, those unborn children, and that's what they are. They're not a fetus. Um, they're not just, you know, a substance or tissue. They are... Um, they are life and God sees them as life and they will be in heaven and, and I believe the scripture is very clear about that.
5: Well thank you. I will read that tonight. And Absolutely. I'm so happy. I believe that at Conception there is a life. Yeah. Um but I wish everyone else did as well.
3: Yep, yep. And valued the, you know, life. And unfortunately we as a nation we've we've lost that. Much of the world is is lost that and and so we need to keep praying. So, Mary, I hope that brought you some comfort.
5: Oh, it did. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff.
3: You're welcome. God bless God you. Bless you. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call for prayer requests or you've got any questions. And the text line is 720-336-0897. I'm so thankful that we can look to the scriptures to find truth, to find comfort. In those times of need and 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 certainly we can't do that and it's such a blessing um, to be able to to look at scripture and see what God's word has to say hey we got a couple open lines uh, so keep the calls coming this is really your show here at Calvary Live and uh, so we want to be able to to pray with you and answer your questions three oh three six nine oh three thousand we're going to go to Patrick in Longmont Hi, Patrick
1: Yes, yes, sir. How are you doing, Pastor? Good. How are you? I'm okay. (laughs) The weather in Colorado is pretty cold in the work today. But anyway... It is cold today, isn't it? Do dogs go to heaven?
3: There's nothing in scriptures that indicate that. And, you know, sometimes... And one of the hardest questions that I get is particularly... I mean, we love our pets, don't we, Patrick? Yes. We love our pets. Yes. Um, we had a Sheltie that uh, we had for 15 years that we had to put her down not long ago, and it was hard. I mean, she was part of the family. She, she, you know, uh, was a pup uh, with the kids. Uh, we I, we raised four kids. We just really enjoyed her, and it was hard uh, to do that. And we grieved yeah. over the loss of of our Sheltie, and and so yeah. you know, when you get a small child that says, you know, is my dog going to be in heaven? Um, I tell them two things. Number one, the Bible doesn't say that because I want to give them truth. Um, the Bible doesn't give any indication that pets will be in heaven. But the other thing, too, is I remind them that heaven is going to be so glorious and so wonderful um, yeah. that um, that's what I want to relate to them. Um, that um, And that's what they need to remember. So, you know, we're not going to shed any tears. We're not going to be sad. Uh, but it's going to be glorious and wonderful. But the Bible doesn't give us any in indication of that—that pets are going to be in heaven.
1: So mean, does that mean just
3: because Bible says it's not true, right? Well, I gotta—you know—I gotta leave what the Bible says. Um, I know. And you know, when the Bible is silent, there's kind of a rule. Then, then I need to be silent on it. And um, so, but I will remind you, because we do, we love our animals and stuff. um, I want to remind you that heaven's going to be so wonderful, so glorious. And uh, not going to be sad. It's going to be perfect. And one of the things that we're going to say in heaven, that Revelation chapter 19, that we're all going to say together is righteous and true are your judgments, Lord. Righteous and true are your decisions. And I can't tell you that. But where the Bible is silent, then we, I need to be silent. So
1: I know, wish. I know no Noah no, uh, put all the animals on the on the boat to be saved. That's why I was asking. He saved all these yeah. animals.
3: Yeah, you know, and, you know, he, new
1: world. He
3: he did <laughs> to repopulate the world, and um, so anyway, thanks for asking. But it's it's a question that people have. Yeah.
1: Anyway, can I say prayer request, please?
3: Absolutely.
1: Karen Jean, she's had two heart attacks, and she's going to the hospital right now for another one Hope she lives to it and then her dad just lost, lost his leg the other day, from and, diabetes. And can, can
3: can you say 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 her name again
1: Karen Jean
3: Karen Jean yes, and she's on her way to the hospital. did you say
1: she's there now she has Is she been. now
3: okay yeah and she, it, for her, or you were just a little broken up, so I want to get the prayer request right. For her, was it for her father?
1: Well, for her mainly. Her father just lost a leg, but he's he'll be okay. I don't okay. care about her. I'm going to marry her. So she's okay. in the hospital.
3: Okay. okay, let's pray for her. Father, we just pray for Karen Jean, and I thank you for Patrick calling, for listening, and uh, his question. But, Lord, right now we, we pray for... Um, Karen Jean that she's on at the hospital we just pray that you bring healing to her we pray that you be with the doctors and the medical team that is ministering to her you know exactly what's going on and so Lord uh, we just pray for your comfort for your healing for your touch just be with Patrick here as um, he ministers to her we just pray and lift her up to you that you would uh, Lord just um, do this healing touch that you would make her body strong um, and Lord that you would minister to her, not only just physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Hey. God bless you. Okay. You too, Patrick. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you have a good night.
3: You too. Three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the number to call if you got a question or a prayer request. So I'd uh, love for you to grab one of those open lines, and in the meantime, we're going to go to the East Coast, to Pennsylvania, where Roxanne's on line one. Hi, Roxanne. Hi. How are you?
2: I, I'm well. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. Thanks for calling in today.
2: Hang on. I can't get you on my phone here. Okay. You there? Say that again. I'm here. I,
3: okay. Yeah. Thanks for calling. You're on Calvary Live.
2: Um, well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I was raised in a church, and they still teach this, that that um, you choose. You, you choose to follow Christ. You accept His gift of salvation. Uh, you choose to walk with Him every day. You choose to not sin. You make those choices. But right. there's also churches out there that teach... Um, divine selection so you know that God is sovereign and he plots everything out and, and you don't you know he, he prepares a way for you and so there's only these elect certain ones that are actually going to follow Christ. there's got to be a middle road here somewhere it, I'm confused
3: <laughs> well here's the thing you're talking about human responsibility. Us having a choice versus, you know, predestination. People, you know, we see that word in Scripture, election, right? Right. And and God choosing. So the question you're asking, and where the confusion comes in, is do we choose, or does God choose us? So what's the answer? The answer is both. That's where the confusion comes in you're talking about God's sovereignty, and people will call up and say, well, you know, God chooses us, which is correct. Jesus said, I chose you. Um, you didn't choose me. Uh, we read about he has chosen us according to his foreknowledge. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, he's predestined us according to his foreknowledge. Uh, we were chosen before the foundation of the world, Ephesians chapter 1, Right. So right. as we... We look at those verses, there's no doubt that there's the sovereignty of God that includes that He chooses us. And we also know that the Bible speaks about that we have a free will. We see that uh, with Adam. He was told not to eat of the tree of um, the uh, tree of knowledge of good and evil. He did. It brought sin to the world, but we do, you know, have those choices to make. Um, Joshua stood up. And he declared, you know, choose this day whom you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We know that the Bible says, whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's a choice. Jesus stood up and said, come to me all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and, and I will give you rest. You'll find rest for your souls. That's a choice. So both are taught. And, and that's where sometimes, Roxanne, the confusion comes in. Because we're talking about this, the sovereignty of God. And God is so big and so huge, and He's infinite, and we're trying to understand it all in our finite minds. So as we have those discussions, the Bible speaks about both. That He has chosen us, and, and I'm so glad He chose us. I don't know why He chose me, but I just rejoice in it. But I also know that I had a choice to make. And, and I'm so thankful that somebody presented the Gospel to me many years ago, and, and uh-huh. we do have a choice to make, and that's taught as well. How it all reconciles together, I don't fully understand, and if anybody fully understands it, um, I, I don't think anybody can, but uh, there are some who, who you know, uh, are determined that they're going to take one side or the other. I think that there's a, uh, both are taught in the Scriptures, Both are given to us. There is God's sovereignty of election. And here's the thing about election, that he's predestined us according to his foreknowledge. Isaiah says that he knows the end from the beginning, right? So he knows, according to his foreknowledge, who's going to be saved. We don't. We don't know. Because I, I don't have foreknowledge. I don't know who's all going to come, but he does. Because he does know the end from the beginning. And so according to foreknowledge, he knows who are his. um, But we also know that we have a free will. So both are taught in the scriptures. Trying to reconcile it it completely, you know, your head will explode um, trying to figure it out. (laughs) Yet, You you know, and I just, you know, I'm just very thankful that somebody gave me the gospel. And uh, I pray for those who I'm ministering to that, Lord, that they will soften their hearts or open their eyes. I know it has to be... You know a work of the holy spirit that draws us to him and um and i know that he chooses and uh, he doesn't force us to come to him just like my wife chose me when i asked her to marry me i didn't you know force her um we didn't have a shotgun wedding it was a wedding that we both mutually you know had that choice so both are true in the scriptures and and um And I just kind of rest in that. Okay, Lord, I don't fully understand it, but I know that's what your word declares. Okay. Hopefully I didn't add to your confusion.
2: (laughs) No, I'm just (laughs) trying to find the balance. Because I was, like I said, I grew up in the church that taught one way, and then I spent about 25 years in a church that taught the other way, and
3: it's like, okay, there's got to be a balance in there somewhere. There, there, there is a balance in there. And I believe, you know, the balance is this, that according to his foreknowledge, he knows who are going to be his. God has the right to choose who are his. Right. But we also have a choice as well. It's almost like right. you, like the door to heaven um, that um, somebody explained to me, you walk through, um, I... I the simple thing is this. Pastor Chuck said something, one line that really helped me. You can choose to be chosen. <laughs> and and there's the balance in that. You can choose to be chosen. And it's a drawing of the Holy Spirit, but both are taught, reconciled um, in the Scriptures. Uh, His sovereignty and human responsibility go together. And um, you you won't fully figure it out because I think it was A.W. Tozer that said if God could be fully figured out then he's not you know if he's small enough to understand everything you know about god then he's not big enough to worship he's a sovereign god he's infinite and we're Uh, trying to understand things in our finite minds and uh, we can't do that fully but just believe what the scripture says roxanne good question
2: okay thank you for your
3: time you bet call back all right 303-690-3000, 303 that's a question that gets asked a lot um, is uh, about the election and sovereignty of God versus human responsibility, and both are taught in the scriptures and, and uh, you know whosoever believes on him and all of us fall into that category whosoever and uh and then he also chose us before the foundation of the world hey we got an open line we're going to go to break it's the only break at calvary live and so um, give us a call we'll continue talking about the lord and going through the word of god we'll be right back
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. We've had a busy first 30 minutes of the show, and so uh, it's wonderful to go to the Word of God, to look to the Word of God, and and uh, to be able to get clarity and understanding. So I invite you to call in. I believe we have an open line, 303-690-3000. And I'd uh, love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. I, I want to remind you that, um, that here at Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, if you're in this area, we're doing a study on Wednesday night in the book of Jeremiah. Incredible study. Love for you to come out and join us. We just got started. We're actually in chapter six, and uh, Jeremiah is speaking to a nation. And, and I think it, it's it's wonderful to be in Jeremiah, especially what we see going on in our own nation, um, the things that concern us in our culture. Um, it, Jeremiah was speaking to a nation that was dying, dying spiritually, and, and so much of what he has to say, uh, we can learn so much, um, and we can. It's very relative to us. And so come on out. He was the weeping prophet. He was brokenhearted in the message he gave. But there was a message that turning back to the Lord. So come join us as we do our verse-by-verse verse study in the book of Jeremiah. we got a place for all the kids and uh, from nursery, toddlers, children's ministry, junior high, high school that meet. Come out and worship with us. Uh, check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. And for other uh, services, our weekend services, Sunday morning, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock, we're in Second Timothy, incredible study. And uh, so we invite you to come out. Love to meet you and serve your family in any way that we can. And we're easy to find. Calvarychapelgreeley.org is our website, and you'll get all the information that you need on that. Come check it out. But in the meantime, I believe we have Lori in Baltimore. Lori? Lori? Hello. How are you?
6: I'm good. How are you?
3: Good. You're on Calvary Live.
6: Yes. (laughs) So um, I've been meditating on this or, you know, reflecting on the Genesis 1-2 about the spirit hovering over the waters Mm -hmm. and on the face of the, on the deep and then the face of the waters. And I just Googled while you were talking to other people to form my thought on it, but um, they said there's a word called not ruach, like the wind and the spirit, but rekaf, which means care and concern. So it was like hovering over the waters in care and concern. Because um, I just googled this just now. The word is like r a c a p h, and um, it's only it said it's only in three places in the Bible: Jeremiah and Deuteronomy and Genesis, where he has that uh-huh. care and concern. And so uh, before I even Googled this, I was thinking, is there any correlation between, like, God searching for who He can indwell out of that darkness, you know, put His Spirit in?
3: So you're focused kind of on the word hovering, right?
6: Well, yes, but I'm also focusing on what was the purpose of the Spirit hovering, it, it, um could there be a purpose of him, him the Spirit, looking for, a, you know, a purpose to indwell, indwell um, soul?
3: Well, let's, I'm going to read for the sake of our listeners. Read verses 1 and 2. Most of them probably know that. Um, but in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form, and void and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters as i read that as i look at that what comes to mind is is that when god began to transform the earth he he's creating he's going to transform it into something beautiful and compatible with his great plan so he started with the work of the spirit of god and when you really think about it um lori that the spirit begins every work of creation um drawing us to him uh we were dead spiritually Ephesians chapter 2 tells us because of our sin but God has made us alive it's the work of the Holy Spirit drawn us to him but in this case of creation you know the, the spirit of God was hovering um, he's going to begin to create um, as you read the rest of the creation story to where it has order um, and every day of creation he says it was good. It was good. It was good. And then he created man and he created woman. He said, it's very good. Um, And so I believe that's what, you know, the Spirit God hovering over that, which was void, um, that which was um, without, was dark. And You know, you can say that the Spirit of God, that work of being born again by the Spirit of God when we're in darkness and there's a void in our hearts and we're dead spiritually. So I don't know if you're looking kind of for that correlation.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's the Spirit of God. And um, because it's the Holy Spirit that comes to convict us of sin, righteousness, um, and truth. And to tell us we need to come to God, to have fellowship with God. And in this creation, um, y- you know, here is this creation that is is going to happen, the physical earth, the, the universe. Um, but we're the crowning jewel of his creation, is what the Bible says. And, and it's an amazing thing. It, it, we look at the universe and how vast it is, and he only really says a couple words. He says that God... Uh, created the stars, <laughs> that was it. We don't see a lot of details. But the rest of the Bible talks about how the Spirit of God is moving among men, bringing us into fellowship with Him, saving us as we come to uh, realize that we need to come to Jesus um, to be forgiven of sin, uh, and then we are transformed. We're born again by the Spirit of God, even as Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. So I think there, there is that correlation there.
6: Okay. And then can you just pray for um like families in general, mine and yours and and our nation?
3: Absolutely. And um you know, one of the things that uh, I always encourage to pray for your family, pray for your kids, um pray for the families that you know and Father, we do that. I, I thank you for Lori her question and I pray for her family. I don't know her family, but you do. And Lord, um, I just pray for blessing. Um, I pray that you would draw them to you, uh, that their eyes would be on you, that you would help them with the challenges that they have, perhaps the needs that they have. Um, Lord, you know everything about them. I pray you show yourself strong on their behalf. I thank you that, that Lori, th- uh, wanted to pray for my family and, and Lord, I just lift my family up to you. Um, not only my my direct family, I pray for my church family. And Lord, that um, I know that there's so many poles out there in the world. And I just pray that we would stay close to you, and that we would love you and walk with you. And Lord, learn of you. And um, I, I thank you that you desire to have that close, intimate fellowship and relationship with us. So I pray you bless Lori and her family. I pray that you uh, would bless... Um, the families um, that we know and care for, we pray for our nation. We pray that there's a great awakening because we know that's the hope of our nation, that there would be an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, bringing people you know to you, opening their eyes, softening their hearts. Um, we've gotten so far away from you, we need you, Lord. So we just pray for that mighty work of moving of the Holy Spirit in our communities, in our states in this nation, in Jesus' name, amen.
6: Amen, thank you.
3: You're welcome, Lori. Thanks for calling, I appreciate it.
6: I appreciate it too, God bless you.
3: Uh Good night. Good night. Always great to hear from those on the East Coast. What a blessing. And uh, so keep the calls coming, 303-690-3000. That text line is 720 336 0897. Let's go to Aurora, where Naya is on line three. Did I say your name right, Naya? Uh, yes. How are you?
7: Oh, I'm doing well. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. Thanks for calling.
7: Thank you, sir. Uh, yes, I had a quick question. I kind of had two questions in itself coming from Genesis chapter 6, um, I believe, verse 4 where it talks about the uh, Nephilim, if I'm saying it right, uh, how the sons of God came, looked down at the, the daughters at, on the earth and saw that they were beautiful and they married and had children. I just had a question about that regarding the sons of God. Is that considered the angels? Because I know the angels do have free will, hence why, you know, Satan was kicked out. But I just wanted to know them able to marry and have children. I was a little... Um, just confused about that. Well, not confused. I'm not going to what? say confused. I just wanted to get more more information about that <laughs> or what you thought. It is,
3: yeah, it's an interesting verse, isn't it? And there's a lot yes, of speculation. There's a lot of questions on that. What exactly is it that—and um, I'm going to read it for the sake of our listeners. And now it came to pass when men began to multiply in the face of the earth—this is Genesis 6—and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves— all of whom they chose. And, and then it goes on and says in verse 4, there were giants or nephiums uh, on the earth in those days. Um, it seems to indicate uh, the word that is used, and you can read that uh, oftentimes the, the sons of God, um, or in some translations, it's sons of angels. Mm. that is talking about um, fallen angels, right. um, perhaps. There is, it's interesting that there's some thought that, you know, when you read later on in the book of Genesis, those angels that came uh, to Abraham, they were in human form. We know Mm -hmm, that it's interesting in Hebrews chapter 13 tells us in verse 2, I believe, that don't think it's strange that they, um, you know, don't forget to entertain strangers. For some have entertained angels unwillingly. So were there fallen angels that you know kind of had this this like human form were they able to have relations with uh the uh women the daughters of men some believe that 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 was the case um don't know it is mm. interesting in the book of Jude that uh Jude um. it's this little epistle but it's powerful it's it's yeah. it's really yeah. interesting and it says that the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. And he goes on, Jude, and says, that Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in similar matters of these, having given themselves over the sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth in example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So it seems to indicate that these these. Uh, angels didn't keep their proper dom- domain, verse 6, they are in everlasting chains, locked up, and verse 7 connects it with immorality. So, mm. was that what was going on? I don't right. think we can be definite. Mm-hmm. Some say it's just speaking of the line of Seth and, you know, um, uh, the good line, and um, then. Th- Uh, The line of Cain, Um, Mm -hmm. that's what it's a reference to. But it seems like something very strange was going on here, um, because there's Nephium giants on the land, but don't know for sure. That's one of those questions I kind of got a little file with questions. Mm. What exactly does this mean? But there's little hints of it in the Scripture and different thoughts, and that's a simple explanation for it
7: because I know after that Noah I mean uh, that's when the flood came but I I think um the Nephilim they were they were taller than their, the regular culture of men and I think Goliath was with a Nephilim as well so I thought that was interesting um, Yeah
3: and yeah. after the flood it's interesting because right. you still had giants as the children right. of Israel went into the promised land there was the mm-hmm. Anakin um there was you know of course David slew Goliath who was nine right. feet tall, over nine feet tall, a champion. So there were giants in mm-hmm. Anakin, and they are listed there. So interesting, interesting okay. things. There. Wow. <laughs> yes, Good question. I
7: we'll ask them the one yeah. day. I just was like, hmm, I wonder what I've always read. them like, hmm.
3: <laughs> I know. But it is. The Bible has some I of those interesting you. things. You bet. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it.
7: All right. Have a blessed day.
3: Bye. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Naya. Ah, uh, so some of those questions don't know exactly everything. So, hey, three zero we're going to continue with the phone lines. We're going to go to Kersey, Emma, on line one. Hi, Emma.
2: Hello.
3: You know, Emma, you're the first person that's ever called me from Kersey. I'm so thankful that you called. Yes, sir. <laughs> you got a question for me?
6: <laughs> yes, I do. So me and my dad, we've been having very long conversations about my very bizarre questions, and so I was just wondering, why does God exist?
3: You know, I, I don't—that's a good question. That's, that's the question that, um, you know, why does God exist? <coughs> the Bible doesn't tell us why. Um, Emma, the Bible just tells us that he does exist. And so that's that's why, you know, he's revealed himself to us. God is eternal. He's always existed. And um, we know that we can learn about his nature. We can learn about his character, his love for us. And we can know why we exist. And I think that's uh, an important question as well because we exist to have fellowship with him to know him to worship him and in revelation chapter four it says that you have created all things speaking of the lord and by your will they exist and were created in the king james it says that they were created for for your good pleasures lord and so god has always existed that's what the bible says doesn't say why he exists but he exists he's eternal he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, he's all-loving, and he loves you, Emma, and that he created you that you may have fellowship with him through Jesus Christ, and that he created you for his good pleasures. So does that help? I know it doesn't answer your question directly why he exists. The Bible just says that he does. Yeah, it does. And you know what? He exists. And what amazes me, he's, he created the universe, Emma. And you look at the mm-hmm. stars, and you look at the universe, and, um, and David would say, what is man that you're mindful of, of me, Lord? And to, to know that he set his love on you before he even made the universe is what the Bible says. And he loves you, Emma. And he wants to use you. He wants to bless you. Um, he has a plan for you. And it's all for his glory, for his purposes. And it's wonderful, isn't it? That's just amazing. Yes, sir. Got any other questions, Emma?
5: Um, no.
3: Okay. Emma, it's okay to ask questions, okay? And, mm-hmm. and don't think that they're dumb. Don't think that they're foolish. You ask questions, and you feel free always to call. And um, and we'll be happy to to do our best in answering those questions. But the one thing that I want you to always know that the Lord loves you so much, and he sent his son to die for you. Do you know that? Yes, sir. Okay, that's good. And uh, you go ahead and ask those questions. Keep studying the scriptures, and, and, and you're going to see that God's going to, to answer, and he's going to minister to you, and, and we can trust God's word given to you. All right? all right thanks for calling emma thank you you got any more questions you call me back okay okay all right we'll talk to you later bye-bye i love it when kids you know we here's the thing we want to encourage your kids to ask questions um and we want to take the time to sit down talk to them and show them scripture it blesses my heart and emma thank you for calling Uh, We've had a number, uh, I've had a number of kids call, uh, eight years old, nine years old. They're asking questions, and they're good questions. And don't uh, ever think if if you're uh, young and you're listening that you can't ask questions. Ask away. We're here to to give an answer, to encourage you, to search the scriptures with you, to to minister alongside of you. We want to do that. And uh, right now we got a question from somebody who's 11 from... Um, I don't know if she's on. Savannah? Savannah, are you there? Yeah. And Cheyenne. So you're 11?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, thanks for calling. Blesses me. You got a question for me?
2: Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Go ahead.
1: So
2: do um, people who do worse, mean um, people who, like, do really bad things um, go to worse part in hell than, like, people who just do, like, minor sins?
3: Well, um, you know, the Bible talks about outer darkness for those who don't believe in Jesus Christ. That's what causes us to to um, be separated from God, for to be eternally lost. So that's the first thing, Savannah, that you want to keep in mind. There are some people that have done bad things, but they come to Christ and they've been forgiven. And that's why Jesus went to the cross, because none of us have done are good enough to go to heaven on our own merit, but we've all sinned, so Jesus came to die for all of our sins. And what sends us to hell is our rejection of Jesus Christ in the gospel. There, there is the lake of fire. Uh, Jesus, he said some interesting things, and um, he he talked about, you know, um, a rejection of him uh, as he looked at Corzin, Beseda. He said that. Um, those who didn't believe that the judgment would be worse than those of Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know exactly what that means, uh, Savannah, but I do know that it's not good. That the lake of fire, outer darkness, where the description is given of gnashing of teeth, it's not good. And whether there's different degrees of judgment, some say that the Bible indicates that um, you know, I, I don't have a definitive answer on that. Jesus said that you know the judgment is going to be worse for those who you know up in the Galilee region that rejected him, or whatever. So that's kind of what I have for you. And um, but you know how it can't get much worse than outer darkness, you know, and um, and the lake of fire. So uh, that's why we want to tell people. That, that Jesus came so he died for them, they can have forgiveness, and, and the hope of eternal life and right relationship with the Father, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that kind of helps out a little bit, Savannah.
2: Okay. Thank you.
3: All right. Thank you for calling. You got any more questions, you call back, all right? Go okay. ahead. All right. Thank you. You have a good night. You know, it's wonderful. Some of the questions, you know, uh, that come from our young people, it's like, whoa, um, hard, difficult questions, but good questions. And we want to answer them and as much as we can take time with them. So, so thankful for that. Um, uh, Let's go to, um, and you might want to grab one of those open lines real quick, because I think we'll have a a chance to take a couple more calls, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Melissa and Elizabeth. Hi, Melissa. Hello. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
3: I am great. Thank you.
2: So I what? wanted to piggyback on Naya's question on Genesis with the um, angels having children with making the Nephilim. I just wanted to what, ponder a little, would that be, like, the Greek mythology, like the giant, like Hercules, and all that? And I just wanted to make sense of, like, the dinosaur era also, back in the day.
3: <laughs> well, um, you know, there's a the mythology, but, you know, here's the thing to remember, that the Bible doesn't speak of mythology no. I think the question maybe that you're asking is, you know, does mythology pick up on those guys? I, you know, I don't Yeah, know.
2: like, exactly, yeah.
3: I, I don't know. Um, I can't answer that for sure. Um, you're asking about dinosaurs. Could it be speaking of dinosaurs?
2: Well, I'm just trying to make sense of the order of the era yeah. of, of all of that. Well, ex- I believe that...
3: There have some. I've heard some interpretation of the giants is speaking of of dinosaurs. Yeah. And, um, it seems to be, when you read it in the context of Genesis 6, it's talking about the offspring um, between the sons of God and daughters of, of men. Um, but some have said it's just simply a reference to dinosaurs. I believe the Bible does talk about, um, mentions dinosaur, um, one beast that is mentioned in the book of Job, Uh, that is kind of like has a tail like a cedar log Um, that that speaks to me of of a dinosaur leviathan like this sea creature kind of like a dragon Uh, could it be that the leviathan the sea creature that that's where you get pictures of you know sea creatures out of the sea dragons you know fire comes from his mouth uh, fire-breathing dragon so so maybe that's where that's come from um so uh, i don't know for sure but i believe that there were the dinosaurs before the flood genesis chapter 6 they were on the scene we know that for sure because of the fossil records and right um, yeah so they're mentioned that's so, interesting I yeah. And, you know, here's a, here's I might be running
2: out of reception. So I'm so sorry if this hangs up on you.
3: Hey, hey, Melissa, real quick, one, one resource to kind of further look at that dinosaurs and stuff, Answers in Genesis. Okay. And okay. they got a lot of, a lot of stuff on that. Easy. Just Answers in Genesis, pull it up. And they'll even talk about nephews and, and articles on that. And uh, I think you'll find it fascinating. Written by, scientists that are really really smart these guys and it's it's a good resource okay
2: very good thanks for your help
3: thank you melissa thanks for calling god bless you
2: god bless y'all good night
3: good night drive safe all right very good questions today very challenging questions i appreciate that i love people that are studying the scriptures and desiring to know what god's word has to say and um and I, I want to answer one quick uh, text message. I believe that um, we've gotten all the callers taken care of. And, uh, but there's a text question that kind of caught uh, my attention when we were taking a break. A co-worker told me that the Bible teaches we will be saved and that we're all children of God. Do you have Scripture to help me? Um, I think probably what they are saying to you is that um, there are those who take 1 uh, Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 4, I'll read it to you as we got uh, just a couple minutes, that there, um, that this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It, it tells us that it's God's desire that all would be saved. It does not tell us that all will be saved. So, you know, universal salvation, universalism uh, is not in the Scriptures. Second, uh, Timothy says that it's God's desire that none should perish but come to repentance. Uh, that's God's desire. But the Bible, here's the thing, you can't take a verse and make a theology out of it. It's got to fit with the rest of the context of Scripture. And we do know that John says in chapter 1 of his uh, uh Gospel tells us this. I'll read it to you and I'll pull it up that, um, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, those who believe in his name. We who believe on his name, we have the spirit of adoption, as Romans tells us in Galatians, that we can cry out, Abba, Father, but as many as received him, the ones we who are believers in Jesus Christ are the only ones that have the right to say that we're children of God and that we can cry out Abba Father. So hey, good show today. Good questions. Thank you everybody that called in today. So blessed, so blessed. And uh, you have a good evening. Everybody be safe this evening driving home or getting to where you need to be. And we'll talk to you next time.